Good morning, friends. I was planning initially on delivering this outside underneath the oak tree, but when I got here this morning to record it, uh, between the wind and the traffic on Bradford Avenue, I didn't think that was a good idea. So imagine with me that you're outside underneath the oak tree. Well, this has been another difficult week for all of us. Not just what we saw in terms of the events on Capitol Hill, but sandwiched in with a pandemic on top of it. Someone texted us last night, and I think this is perfect, uh, a text. Can I get a refund for my 2021 subscription? <laughs> my guess is we all feel that way right now. And we're here today to gather and glean a word from the Lord. And that's why we gather. Perhaps we need to hear from God this very Sunday. This is Baptism Sunday. If you follow the holy readings, the lectionary, and it's funny how we go one week from the birth of Christ to this Sunday, the baptism of Christ, and we do it all in a week, but that's the rhythm of holy readings. The holy readings for today in Genesis chapter 1, uh, there's three primaries. Genesis chapter 1, Psalm 29, and Mark chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, God creates by using God's voice. In Psalm 29, God arrives on the scene through a thunderstorm, through a cataclysmic event, and we're going to explore that today. And God arrives at the baptism of Christ in Mark chapter one with an audible that says this, you are my beloved son, and with you I am well pleased. Today, Psalm 29 is what we call a theophany, and it's a big word. You don't need to remember it for the test. But it's a phrase that we use when, when God actually breaks in from the heavenlies into the created cosmic realm, when God actually shows up. I'd like to ask you a simple question. In your mind, can you think of a time when you were outside as a, as a young person, or even recently, and a thunderstorm rolled up and rolled in? What did it look like? What did it feel like? How did it make you feel? Did you notice certain aspects or segments or rhythms about the approaching thunderstorm? There probably were noticeable rhythms in that storm. There was probably high humidity. I can remember a storm once when I was a boy. I was outside in an open field playing one of my favorite sports. It was hot, it was humid, I looked to the west, it was darker than dark. I knew something was coming. And it didn't take long for the skies to turn dark, a wind to rush and blow through, and the temperature to drop, along with the humidity, at least 20 degrees. I can also remember, I can also remember smelling rain before it actually came. Then there was thunder, then there was lightning, then there was a torrential downpour. And then, calm. It came through and went past so quickly. I'll never forget that story and that image. Our text this morning is a lot like that thunderstorm. I'd like to read Psalm 29. We read it earlier in the message. It was our call to worship. I'll read it 
now out of the new international version. If you have your Bible, I'd love for you to follow along as I read it. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due God's name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of God's holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The Lord, number seven, the voice of the Lord, number seven, twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. A California oak outside. And in God's temple, all people cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Calm. After the storm. When God shows up in nature, we have a dire need for crash helmets because it's usually a thunderstorm followed by calm. That's what I've entitled this morning, Crash Helmets, Thunderstorms, and Calm. Crash helmets, when God breaks in, when we need him most, when we wonder where he's at, in the middle of unrest, in the middle of pandemic. God, where are you? Please arrive. We need to know that you're walking with us. You need to know in this text that the name of the Lord, Yahweh, appears 18 times in these 11 verses. The word ascribed to the Lord is given to the cosmic players first. In other words, in the heavenly realms, the created angelic and spiritual beings, they ascribe to the Lord first. And they respond with glory, one word. Glory, glory, glory. And it's repeated. It's repetition. When God arrives, glory. Psalm 29 feels like a thunderstorm blowing in. In the midst of the traumatic heat of the moment, dropping the temperature, reminding us God is Emmanuel, always with us, our only response, glory. Annie Dillard wrote on Orcas Island a book, one of my favorite quotes, I may have used it before, it's still worth repeating. Here's what she says, churches are like children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT to make a Sunday morning lame. It's madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We ought to be wearing crash helmets. <laughs> 
Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares, and they should seatbelt us to our seats. Why? Because when God rolls into town, the cosmos is different, and it is awesome. And our response? Glory. We're not alone, even though this week it may feel like it. Well, crash helmets, that's not all. There are certainly thunderstorms when God breaks into the cosmos, according to Psalm 29. You see, it's the voice of God that spoke all things into being in Genesis chapter 1, the first five verses. Because chaos, chaos hovered over the face of the deep. We're experiencing chaos hovering over the face of our deep lives right now. The voice of God in Genesis 1 brings order to the chaos of disorder. The voice of God thundering into your homes this morning is the voice of God saying, I'm going to bring order out of chaos. You're not alone, humankind. The creator of the storm is in your midst. Seven times in our text, it tells us, and I tried to point those out, that the voice of the Lord thunders in these 11 verses. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness, and the voice of the Lord causes California oak trees to whirl when God shows up to bring order in the midst of chaos. This is the type of happening we can experience. The voice of the Lord, it thunders across the sky and orchestrates this mighty storm, revealing God's presence and supreme power in the world. The phrase voice of the Lord rolls through this psalm seven times. And through this psalm, like a mighty thunderstorm with thunderclaps and lightning over our difficult and dark landscape. I can envision in the text, the landscape is the Mediterranean, the mountain ranges of Lebanon crossing the wilderness at the south end of the country and causing still more sweeping changes to people emotionally and even wherever they live. The same thing is happening here. God is rushing over the mountains down the valleys like a Santa Ana wind blowing across Anaheim Hills and Placentia and Bray and Fullerton into South Orange County. The California oak whirls because the voice of the Lord says, I am here. Our response, glory, glory. God's moved into the neighborhood and we don't want to mess with dynamite. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy J.J. Walker. So today, this morning, what thunder, thunderstorm are you facing? Relationship on the threads? The pathology report? The death of a loved one? A positive test? food insecurity, even a late night phone call about your child that you had hoped would never happen. My friends, thunderstorms break the security of our lives and threaten the foundations of everything that our life has been built on to this point. Pandemic or political unrest, 
The same God enters into these deep, dark places and says, you're not alone, I'm with you. Ascribe to the Lord glory. The same God invites us to trust in the only one that can be trusted and to whom prayers ascend into the presence of this holy God. Annie Dillard, again, is correct in saying that we are not here for a cheerful, brainless, packaged tour of the absolute. My friends, this is the, the God of the far side of the storm. This is the God on the other side of the storm. This is the God who brings order to chaos. This is the God on the far side of complexity that brings, brings simplicity. And in the text, it's called peace. Today, I say calm. Take a deep breath. Back up. Look in the mirror and look upward. God's got this. Calm in this text is one word. It's in the very last line, but we can't forget it. It completes the rhythm of this inbreaking, this cosmic inbreaking, this theophany, this arrival from God. This is the voice of God speaking to us through the natural elements to help us remember what so easily we can forget. I am here, Emmanuel. You're not alone. Everyone in the eyes of this God is conspicuous, seen, known, important. No matter what. Calm is the shalom, the namaste, the peaceable realm of God where all things are set in their correct place. It's not specifically stated, but I see a rainbow in this text at the very end as the calm and peace permeate. The cloud rolls through, the sun reemerges, and in the far distance, a rainbow reminding us, no matter how difficult the darkness of the thunderstorm feels, I am here with you. There's really no courage, sorry, there's really no clue in this text why the people of God need consolation. There's nothing in this text that tells us why these folks are discouraged and need courage. There's nothing in this text that really tells us why folks need to be reassured. Yet they do. And I think it's because it's a universal predicament. Whatever it might be that we experience in the moment in our landscape. It could be flood or famine or drought or political hostage taking or war or oppression. It could even be a pandemic. The point is that whenever the storm clouds roll in unexpectedly, God is here ascribed to the Lord glory. And buckle up. Because church is never meant to be a curated tour of the absolute of God. It's meant to be a journey and an adventure where faith is lived out precipitously, precariously, and probably most simply in these moments 
of discouragement. My friends, God is here. Why do we know it? How do we know it? It's the baptism of our Lord Sunday. When God breaks through the clouds and speaks an audible and says, this son of mine, Jesus the Christ, whom the Holy Spirit has descended upon, who embodies the full range of what it means for God to be creator, son, and Holy Spirit, is with you and has moved into your neighborhood, has moved into your street, has moved into your home, has moved into your heart, has moved into your community, has moved into your church. You are not alone. We are never alone. God is with us always, my friends, always. So scribe to the Lord. Glory. Amen. And may God give you peace this day.